on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. I do think that this whole boss bitch mentality, I think, is is ruining our culture. And I think that you can still be a boss, but be feminine and you will stand so highly regarded in your power. Like, I mean, I have so many male clients, but I think what I bring to the table is it's like a lioness, like a very feminine touch, right? What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. I'm coming to you with a special edition. I'm actually recording right now. It is 8 p.m. Kansas City time. I never record this late, but there is an exception that I make to every single rule. And that rule, or that exception, rather, her name is Justine Pogowski. Welcome, Queen Justine. How are you? Thank you so much. Firstly, thank you for that wonderful introduction. And I like how you added the word queen in. You're hired. You're there probably you go stuck for life with all my intros so <laughs> well they said i had a, a a face for radio so i had to start doing yeah. the, the voice I like you know face for radio perfect. perfect well justine you 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 really are a special guest you're coming from the land of australia across the other half of the world i've been to australia but we'll get to that here in a second i want to know what kind of business that you have Firstly, I'm so humbled. Thank you so much for having me on the Gathering Kings podcast. It is such an awesome title for a podcast, by the way. So just want to commend you and your team for what you're doing in the world. Secondly, I run a company called Million Dollar Branders. So it's a branding digital agency and we build legacy brands for the experience age. So, I mean, in these times with AI and all this fancy stuff coming out, I think the one thing that people all have in common, well, most people who want to leave a fingerprint on the world is they want to build a legacy. So yeah. we do that through online and offline because we believe that it's not just about digital connection. It's about your presence, whether it be online or offline. So that's basically, yeah. we're a full service agency and we bring your brand to the world and we shine light on you. And I love uh-huh. it. Absolutely love it. Light people up. I love it. I, th- I think that, you know, if, I, if I'm hearing your value statement there, and it's really honing in on, on legacy-driven entrepreneurs, legacy-driven yeah. brands. Yeah. And, and so f- I'm curious for you, what, is, what does legacy mean? I think it's something that's left behind after you're not here anymore. And it's something that's going to impact way after you're born in a world that is ever-changing. So it doesn't matter. I mean, if you fast forward 40 years from now, the world can be completely different, but your principles and your values will still remain relevant. And I think that's what a legacy brand is. And not just about a brand, a business, a company, your presence as a person. You know, I work with a lot of personal brands ranging from NASCAR drivers to top directors and entrepreneurs who are doing incredible things in the world. And that's what I strive to do. That's what I'm doing with my life. And it's an amazing job. It's a blessed, truly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I, I'd be curious to know your opinion of the opposite of that. Like if somebody wouldn't consider themselves legacy driven, not necessarily what are they after? Because both you and I are legacy driven and, and we don't like we're not in alignment with that. But what is someone missing if if they want to become legacy driven? If someone's listening right now and they're like, oh, I've never really thought about being legacy driven or leaving something after me. Of course, we've all all thought about it maybe a little bit, but really I haven't like pressed in and I'm not really sure what does that mean for me? What 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 should I be thinking about if I want to become legacy minded or driven? Well, firstly, that, that's a really great point. And thank you for sharing that because not everyone is an entrepreneur. I think a couple of years ago, entrepreneurship was given this glamorous view where people were posting stuff on Instagram on their laptop going, I'm living a, you know, a laptop lifestyle from Thailand or from, I don't know, whatever, the Maldives, I don't know where they were. (laughs) It's so great and fancy, but it's not all about that. Like, I mean, you and I know that takes a lot of hard work, takes tenacity, a lot of sacrifice. That's if you're a serious entrepreneur and you're actually making money, because I'm going to say this and Let's just cut to the chase. There's a lot of influencers online who don't make money, but they spend their lives creating content, but they can't pay for their own lunch. I'm not like that. So I know what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And what I'm going to say is it's okay if you're not set up as an entrepreneur, if you're not built like that, and you haven't thought about building a legacy, then that's okay too. Like I think then focus on fundamental things as a human being, like being kind. You know, all interactions you have throughout the day are going to have a domino effect, but being 
an entrepreneur or being a good person, it doesn't really make a difference just as long as you are living to your full potential in life. And that's my belief. But yeah. I think if someone is looking, if they've had that thing, you know, where they're like, something's missing, I'm a bit empty, I'm looking for more, and they're in the nine to five job. What I would say, I think there was Jim Rowan that said, you know, work, what did he say? Work full time on your job and part time on your fortune. And yeah. that, I mean, I wow. did that. That's exactly how I started my company. And I think if you're looking to become an entrepreneur or you have a little idea that you've always wanted to do, the worst thing you can do is die without making it happen. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I was all going to quote Les Brown now, but he said the richest place is the cemetery because there's so many people who die, you know, not having lived out their dreams, not having their businesses set up. They've died with stories they haven't told. And, you know, those yeah. are the that you don't want haunting you. So I'm a very driven, motivational person. You know, I come from an immigrant family, so I had to work really hard for everything I have. But I think the main thing is in order to be fulfilled in your life, everyone's legacy is going to be different. It might be, yeah. you know, you be a mom, you want to have kids, you want to be a stay-on mom, which is a full-time job. Or, you know, if yeah. you're a man, you want to drive Uber. If that makes you happy, then go for it. That's your legacy. That's what makes you happy. So I think we're living in a comparison culture still. It's become a bit better since COVID. But what I will say right. is live your rich life and do what makes you happy and fulfilled because it's all different. And don't look at anyone else because that's going to get you into a lot of trouble. So I know that was a long answer, but I hope that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Super great information. And if anybody's paying close attention, they just got like seven quotes and four motivational videos condensed into about a 90 second answer, uh, which I just love. Okay. So you mentioned, you know, like really wherever the position that the listener is at leaving a legacy really is thinking about your impact on other people. And, and that could be being kind, that could be setting up multiple assets and, and a big fortune money-wise for your family. And regardless of what end of the spectrum that you're on, or if you're well, you want to do both. The point there, I think, is that as as entrepreneurs specifically, but people who are legacy driven, legacy minded, we have to be selfless, right? More others focused as opposed to self focused. The listener doesn't know this, but when I was giving you like the kind of like the pre work here before we hit the record button, I'm talking to Justine, telling her how how we need to, you know, talk about how what she does and make sure it's clear and and promote her and it's not gonna it's not gonna feel weird, it's not gonna feel promo y because. I really want her to be able to share what she does. And that way you guys listening can know what she does. And if you guys need her help, you guys can you know, call out to her and, and let her know. But she said, yeah, yeah, let's just make it about everybody else. Because that's what legacy-minded people do. Absolutely. They're always looking for a way to make it about everybody else. And so I'm not gonna let you off the hook though, because this show is about you. And for you though, yeah. you said there are stories that people go to the grave with. What, what's the main story that Justine is sharing? Well... I, I don't know if you do know my story, but for the listeners out there, and I know some of my listeners may, may hear this and may know, but I immigrated from South Africa. I grew up in Johannesburg, South Africa. I immigrated at the age of 11 and a half. And my mom was held up by nine men with machine guns. They broke into the house. She had, she had to hide in the bathtub. My dad, my brother, and myself drove into the middle of a shootout. The power line was hanging literally by thread in front of our house. And literally the next day after that, we found out my mom was okay. You know, a few minutes later, I'm sitting as a little kid, like ducking for cover when there's gunshots going from side to side. You know, my dad wow. was like, Duck. we didn't know if my mom was alive or dead. And yeah. the next day, you know, she was like, we're out. This is the last warning that we've had. We're out of this country. And even though, I mean, South Africa is the most amazing place. I don't know if you've ever been that country. I haven't yet. It is the most special place on earth. Like still to this day, I have such a soul bond with that country. But, you know, I was blessed that my family were able to give me an opportunity in a new country in Sydney, Australia. And, you know, it has no crime. There's no guns. It's very safe. And we came basically with not a lot. My dad had to requalify, you know, with three kids at private schools and become an accountant again after he had run a very successful practice in South Africa. And um, we did, we honestly didn't have a lot. Like we were sleeping on beanbags in our new house, wow. you know, which cost, like, I mean, you can, they only let you take a certain amount of money out of the country. So my dad wow. was very smart in how he operated the assets, but they never told us we didn't have a lot of money. But as kids, I think you have kind of a sixth sense. You just know. And you hear conversations and you hear things. They, they thought we didn't understand Afrikaans, but we understood it perfectly. So yeah. you know, I, 
from the age of 12, I went and got a job and I actually worked in a few different jobs, but what it taught me was tenacity. It taught me appreciation. It taught me what I could do for myself, you know, in terms of being independent. And it just gave me this drive, this, it's, it's literally this drive. I can't even explain insatiable drive. And I remember campaigning for my first job in advertising after university and I got into the world of advertising and I just never looked back, you know, and starting my agency fast forward. I mean, being an entrepreneur, there's no ceiling, you know, you create your own life, you create your own destiny, but I just want people to know that it's a journey and it's not going to unfold easily for you. Like God's going to test how bad you want things, you know, it's it's going to through actions is going to come through messages and you just got to keep going. And I think if you believe in your vision, and I'm here to tell you, you will be successful and success can be defined differently for everyone. But what does that success look like to you? And it's hard to kind of come to that conclusion. You've really got to define what success looks like for you, because if you chase happiness, you're never going to reach it. And that's something I've learned. So I think that story for me, you know, Learning not to chase happiness, but learning to kind of follow the curve, what makes Justine happy at that point in time. And happy can also be defined as different, different things with different people. Yeah. So story to the grave, like there are so many moments I've wanted to give up and throw in the towel, but right. I didn't. And I'm never going to. And I remember there was a stage, someone very close to me said, maybe you should just go get a job. And I remember turning around. And they said to me, you'll, you will never be anything in your life. Wow. And looking in the eyes and I just went, we'll see about that. Like I literally said, we'll see about that. So you have to believe so strongly in your vision and hold that so close to your heart. And it doesn't matter if it's your mom, your brother, your sister, your whatever, whoever it is telling you otherwise, like if you are skilled and you are good at what you do. You have to believe in your vision with all your might, with all your power, because you will be successful if you put in the work and the time yeah. and, and have tenacity. Yeah. Well, if there was ever a formula for success, you just gave it to us. And you spent the most important uh, moments of all that explaining what I feel like also I agree is that the most important piece is belief. In this case, it's, you know, what is it that I want? Uh, clearly defining that, as you said, and then going after it. The, the tenacity piece is interesting that you've used that word several times here. I think that a lot of entrepreneurs think that they have tenacity because it's hard and, you know, they have to kind of like, you know, figure things out. But you actually gave a more truer perspective of what real tenacity is. It's I'm not quitting, period. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yes, we're going to have to persist. I think a lot of, and persistence is absolutely part, you know, it's up, it's up high in there, you know, as far as the equation goes. But just because you persisted through a trial or two or three, it doesn't mean that it's going to stop. And so what you have to have, actually, what Justine's sharing with you guys is that it takes tenacity. Tenacity is a decision that I'm not freaking quitting. And it doesn't yeah. matter what comes or how many trials or, or how long I have to persist. I will not quit, period. It's a decision. It's a resoluteness. Would you agree with us? Absolutely. And I love that word resoluteness because it's so final in a way. And like, as I said before, I don't know if you, I'm, I believe in God. I believe in the universe. I'm extremely spiritual. And again, it's energy. So the energy you put in is the energy you're going to get out. I don't care what it is in terms of your health, your fitness, your clients, your soul, your mindset. You have to make sure that you are showing up in your best energy because situations have come up. I am so strict with how I spend my time and my energy now. Like I will not put myself in environments outside of my home environment where I'm not in a situation where I'm learning or growing. Anything that makes me feel bad, I'm like, goodbye. And I'm still learning that because it's a really hard lesson to learn. But just that, that what you said, resoluteness, like being at peace with what you want and coming up with a resolution and chasing that and staying very disciplined on your path. Like that's not something easy because I feel like things and people and stuff is going to be thrown at you and it's like little tests. So you have to stay so tight. Like you've got to have that tunnel vision to keep carrying on and say, saying no to those distractions. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you're, you're hitting on several things here that not only I've, I've gone through personally, but I feel like there's a lot of entrepreneurs that 
it, you know, questions bubble up around around what we're talking about. And so I want to I want to maybe construct some some new questions here just from our conversation that we're already having. I, I'm interested in what you hear or what you think about. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to kind of paint a picture between intensity and relatability. One intensity is resolute. I've made the decision. I don't care what happens. I'm going to get what I want. So I've clearly identified what I want and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get what I want within human, you know, reason, right? Like within, like I'm not harming anybody type of a thing. But on the other side of it, that is a completely unrelatable thing. So you said you've got maybe people or circumstances that you've now recognized that aren't serving you to get where you want to go. So you've had to either cut off the time or cut off that person. And and that's completely unrelatable because that's like, not many people can look on to that and say, Chaz, like, I'm not willing to do that, right? That's my mom or that's my whatever, fill in the blank, like yeah. you said. What's your take on being intense and being so like resolute, like we're talking about, because clearly you and I are, and we could go hours on this, but how do I know, like, am I a robot then? Do I just always doing this or how am I relatable at the same time? Or how are you relatable at the same time? Sure. So I think, I think it's a process and anyone who's listening here now, you know, if you're in a situation, whether it be work, whatever it is, like, I mean, I'm still learning this, like it's an ever changing lesson and you're always learning this. And it's, it's about being true to yourself. Like what are your values? But it's also a timing thing. Like, unless you're ready, and I find most people will only reach that point when they hit a very high, intense level of pain. And when you are at that level of pain, and sometimes the pain outweighs, you know, the action that's going to take to actually get you to a better place, like yeah. that's when it will kind of hit. So I'm going to say, like, be kind to yourself. Like I always say to people, you got to be your own biggest fan and cheerleader because end of the day, it's a bonus if you have people in your life that will lift you up and help you grow like I haven't had that my whole life so you know I do have you know friends and I've got amazing people around me but I am my own biggest fan and yeah. I will literally talk to myself and if I feel bad I will literally say Justine how do you feel today what do I need to do for you today to get you through this day to make you feel better like That's and incredible. I'll just talk to myself every hour I'll be like okay, you just got through this hour. Like literally, I go to gym five, six days a week and I come from a bodybuilding background. I did bikini. I, I did five years of competitive bodybuilding. Not the Arnold Schwarzenegger type, but you know, the nice, <laughs> yeah. you know, the feminine, feminine part because I believe yeah. women feminine, which is a whole nother thing. But I think just being kind to yourself and knowing that you are the best version of yourself without that robotic mentality because as I said, I did an Instagram live the other day and I was saying that all the little things that you do throughout the day or even that month or that year are going to add up to the big actions. Yeah. So I don't want people to think they have to be robotic. Look, I know I'm not normal, but I came from very, very humble beginnings. So I had to fight my butt off to get to where I'm at now. And people may see me and go, you look perfect. Your Instagram is perfect. But I put in so much work into myself like body, mind, soul, spirit. I've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in self-development. You know, like I'm constantly reading. I'm constantly listening to podcasts. I have my own. As you would know, you know, you, you've done amazingly in your career and what you're doing. And it just takes work and time. But just yeah. be kind to yourself. That's the most important thing. You don't need to be robotic. I mean, we're very A-type personality, right? And it's, it's, it's a very low minority of people that are in that little fraction of people that are going to go get them. But you can learn from these people. Discipline, I think, is the greatest mindset tool we can ever learn for ourselves. And I actually learned the most of that through bodybuilding because I think in general, in health, like food teaches you a lot about self-control, what you put in your body, drinking water, and, you know, like taking care of yourself is the first fundamental law to achieving anything in life because your physical being, when you feel good and you look good, you know, your inside will feel yeah. good, your emotional state, your soul, your spirit. So being a, a very high functioning entrepreneur has so many different facets to it. I think I would say health is my number one. Like I always mm. put my health first. Always. Yeah. You're dropping bombs here. I want to, I want to direct your thoughts here a little bit because I mean, this is a well of like, we could just keep going on this. But you've made it so, I don't know, reasonable or plausible. 
that that hey, I give myself a little bit of grace, but but what I heard you say in that is don't quit, right? Like I'm not giving myself room to be okay with quitting. It's just keep keep with the little things and it's just going to take time. For you, you've put in the work, you you've had the discipline, you've invested time and money into, you know, your mind, body, soul, spirit, you know, all this all the stuff. Where where can the listener go to begin that journey? Is it books? Is it is it is it, you know, help working out? What's what was the beginning for you maybe or or where can they start to, you know, cuz this is a big uh, mountain. You and I both have been working on it for a long time, you know. So well, firstly, listen to the Gathering Kings podcast. I'm going to say that. Hey, they're here. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say that. But before that, I mean, I don't, I, I'm a strong believer in there are no excuses in life and you can't deposit excuses in any asset of your life. So like any, any part of you that's going to be worth it in the end requires some type of development. But I mean, I was literally 12 and a half and I saved up all my money and went to go see Tony Robbins. So if I can do it as a 12 and a half year old, if you're listening to this, it just starts with something small to shift your mindset. And I don't come from, you know, a, a family of entrepreneurs. I don't come from a family of, you know, that have basically done what I'm doing. I was on my own path and my own journey. So I think for me, it's a matter of just starting small and whether it's books, there are so many great books out there. I mean, when I was little, there was in Encyclopedia Britannica, you know, we couldn't go and YouTube things or there was no TikTok. Right. There was no, you know, how do I explain? Like we've literally got the world at our fingertips in this little phone that we have sitting in our lap now. And I'm not saying go scroll through Instagram. Like you've got to be also disciplined with where you spend your time online but invest in things that interest you and i would say focus on becoming the very best in what you do in your field yeah there's a lot of really practicals in there one one last question here before we get to a little bit some more practical stuff the the intensity that you run at you said that you know there's a type you realize that you're not normal and i would say that you and i both are are like this we just have this clear understanding that I'm unique. But what I would also say is that many people listening today fit in that same category. They just maybe don't have the enlightenment yet that you and I do, that they too are unique. And so what, what would you say to the person listening right now who wants to believe that they're part of the unique, you know, or, or they want to be successful? They hear you and they're kind of getting fired up about this burning desire and this never quit mentality. And it's like, okay, like I want to do that, but you know, maybe they've got brokenness or maybe they've got, you know, a, a health issue, or they've got something that's always kind of just like kept them back mm -hmm. from really, truly winning. What would you say to like, how, how do they overcome that thing? That one thing that's like just dragging them down. They want what you're saying. Hit it, hit it head on, go to where it hurts the most first and face it seriously. And I know it's easier said than done. And trust me, I've been there, done that. But I always say you got to conquer the thing that hurts you the most because that out of pain is always born power and you will feel insatiable. I always say out of adversity is born advantage. So you really got to hit that thing on the head. Whatever it is that's bothering you, I promise you, on the other side of that is going to lie something so great that it's going to transform your person, your character where you're headed, your path. And then also you never know who's going to be watching you in your process. Right. So if you're not just doing it for yourself, do it for the result and do it for someone else around you that's in the same shoes that thinks they can't do it. Because yeah. I guarantee you're going to inspire them. And that is what I call a legacy when you can inspire people by just doing it yourself and showing that it can be done. Because the human mind is so incredible and the human body is so incredible and you can mold it and it will adapt. So look, I don't know. Everyone has different issues and problems. I mean, I, on my Instagram live, I was talking about, I was at the gym the other day and there's a guy at my gym who's in a wheelchair, but he's there six days a week and he literally from the waist down can't move, but he trains his upper body. And I just, He's I working them biceps. <laughs> and, I, and I watched this guy. I was fascinated. I went up to him. I went, you are just so, like, you are the boss. Like, you are Inspirational. Brilliant. Yeah. And, you know, I said to him, what, what is it with you? And he goes, I just show up. This would have been really easy to wake up in the morning and cry about what happened. But basically, I'm doing it because I know there's someone sitting there watching this and watching my journey. And I don't want to be the person that cries alone in my room. 
Like I have to action it. And I think when you come from a place of don't make it about you, make it about other people, then things start to happen in your life. And I know that's what I do. And trust me when I tell you, I've been through some really dark times. So I know what it takes. And I'm coming from a place of I have been there, done that. One of my mentors who I listen to, Ed Milet, I don't know if you know him, but he says that you are basically, you qualify to help those people where you were at once you part, surpass that stage. And I absolutely loved that, like since I heard that. So yep. I'm a strong believer in that. Don't make it about you, make it about other people. Yeah. Yeah, you're bringing them along. And that that truth that you just mentioned that Ed talks about is is a, is a great humbling piece. And, and, and I've... You know, on previous episodes, I've talked about the the warrior mindset and the transition into king and or, or queen in this case. But really, that that mature king or queen mindset is really about others. And so, the quicker that you can make that transition, it doesn't mean that you have a certain amount of money or a certain amount of a material possession or resource. What it means is that you have a certain think, and that think that you just described is okay. Well, I've made it this far. I can help somebody behind me get to where I am. Then I need to be in community with people that are along with me. And then I need to get around the ads of the world that of people that can pull me forward. And we all need all three, right? Would you agree with that? Absolutely. The power of bringing someone else behind you though, really it's almost like self-accountability. I had a, I had a client of mine just, I don't know, a couple months ago, they were like, Hey, so everywhere, like you talk about working out with people, you talk about, you know, obviously gather the Kings, like you're always in group settings, but you're, you're on podcasts with people. You have teams here and all of your businesses. Like there's always people around you. You have a big family, like you have four kids. I'm like, yeah, because I know that if I put someone else on that calendar invite, that hypothetical calendar invite, sometimes I'm going to freaking show up because sometimes for myself, I won't. 100%. It's such an accountability level, which also brings me to the fact that I think what you're doing is actually amazing because, you know, a, a lot of people will just kind of work on themselves right but it takes it takes a big I'm gonna say great entrepreneur actually to pull other people with them and I think that's also my mission in life and it's a choice because you can very easily just focus on yourself but what right. makes you an entrepreneur is how you make people feel and what you leave them with that makes them right. think and demand the next level of themselves yeah yeah well I think that we are like in that way, but I think that more than anything, we're transferring that same mission, you know, to the listener. And if you're, if you're listening right now and, and some of these things are like, yeah, like, okay, I want to, I want to help other people. It really, you don't have to overcomplicate it. Just there's probably people in, in your small sphere, other business owners or people in, in your school or in your church. Um, and, and all it takes is you just, you stop thinking about yourself for, you know, three minutes and look around the room. Somebody is in need. And, and you can go and serve them. So please go do that. Hey, kings and queens, Chaz Wolf. I want to talk to you about something that's super important to me. We put a lot of time and effort, we meaning myself and my team, into this podcast, into the content that goes out every single day. And if you have been getting any sort of value or insight from this, we want it to be able to reach other business owners too. So we would love if you would like, comment, share, leave a review, post, share again, <laughs> all of the things on social media, on all the different platforms, or even on the podcast mediums of Apple and Spotify. We would love to be able to get our content into more hands, more entrepreneurs, so they can grow their business as quick as possible. Together, we are building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are committed to growing their businesses to new heights. So let's do this. Let's help each other. Let's help each other grow. Justine, I want to know of a good decision that you've made in business. You've been doing this for a long time. You've not only grown your business, but you've grown many other businesses. Give me a super practical thing that you've done in business that was just a really good decision that the listeners can go implement today. Set my standards high. So you're not going to be everyone's cappuccino. As I said, I know you get a good cappuccino now in America, but you have to stay true to your morals and values. And I don't work with clients who don't demand 100% of themselves. So sometimes it doesn't matter how good the money is or the environment, like you have to align with your values as a person, as an entrepreneur, as a business. So yeah. it is a lot of money or if you're talking certain things, but doesn't align with your values or morals, I'm going to say like, just leave it because the pain of working with that, you know, that organization or company or whatever it is, it's going to cost you more in the long term. 
The other thing is intuition is so important in business. Like you feel this thing in your gut. If it's wrong, it's wrong. And you yep. have to be untrusting in that. And that's something that I would say I have developed a sixth sense with. But it takes time. It takes work. It takes effort. The more people you work with, the more people on your journey you work with, the better you'll become at it. But again, like you got to set very high standards. It's kind of like a, a high quality date, you know, like you're not, you're not going to be low quality in certain things in life. You're not going to go eat McDonald's every day. It's the same with your business, like set a high moral compass for your business and set high standards. Because the thing is, especially if yeah. you're an entrepreneur listening to this and you've been going in your business for a while, like over a decade or whatever it is, like me, you know, you charge what you charge for a reason because it's That's your right. experience, it's your skill set, it's what you've built yourself into. So the other thing is, if people aren't going to align with that, then that's okay. Then, you know, it's not meant for you and you've kind of got to let that go. And I'm cool with it. You know, I'm in a blessed position where I'm working with incredible entrepreneurs and global brands all over the world, but I'm always true to my values. And if something doesn't align with my values, I'm like, hi, au revoir, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think gave you that ability or confidence of course, you've turned down, and that's that takes confidence in that moment. But the confidence just initially to, to believe that this is who I am, and and I'm not going to settle. Even going back to the dating scenario, male or female, how do I decide? My question for the business side is: How did you decide before the date began that we're not going to McDonald's, or that if he does X Y Z, I'm getting up and leaving? Like, how did you set those standards? I think you just, well, it's, it's gut intuition for me, but it's also a matter of like seeing it, how the person or how the company shows up for you. Cause it's not the end of the day. Like we can take anyone and make them look like a million dollars. And that's why I'm very careful with who I brand because I know once I work with them, I know what I can do. And it's not coming from an arrogant place at all. It's literally like I've been doing, you know, your skill set. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's just, it's again, it's going back to that value set and I know what I can deliver. So it's like gut instinct, you know, do I really want to do this for, you know, a company or a brand that doesn't align with my values and that is all about the wrong things. So very rare that that happens, but again, and, and also, as I said, I'm very spiritual. So I believe, you know, that the universe delivers the right things for you at the right time. But again, you're going to be tested because sometimes it's very tempting, but you've got to stay true to your values because something better is always on the way. And I truly believe that. Just be good, be kind, have empathy, do good work. That's all you have to remember. Yeah. I heard a comment the other day. It was a a client of mine had been with somebody and I don't remember who he got this from. So it may have been his quote, it may be somebody else's, but he said, life will get better and better forever and ever. And it was just like, as simple as that is, it was like, life will get better and better forever and ever. I was like, whoa. Yes. Wow. So, like, w- the, that's powerful. Like, just think about it. I wrote it. I, I was like, whoa, 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 say that again. I'm on the phone with him. And I, and I walk over to my board. And I, it's still written right over here. And life will get better and better forever and ever. And it's like, wow, that's just like, that doesn't mean there's not going to be bad days. Okay. It just means that in the grand scheme, if I just zoom out a little bit, life's going like this. If I wanted to, right? Thoughts go like this if you wanted to, too. But yeah, right. the bad attitude. Attitudes is so important and I think you know just showing up like just show up even if you have I think sometimes you have to fake it until you make it and you know why I'm saying that it's how you speak to yourself in your mind you can be having worse down uh, like ever and I know my sister will probably listen to this but she knows I she knows I'm big with the you know she'll never call me now though I'm having a bad morning yeah Try that again, rephrase that and retract that from the universe. And she'll go, I retract that from the universe. Because I'm very big on how you do one thing is how you do everything. It's a hundred or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Okay, what about a bad decision? Something that you've done that wasn't your greatest hour? Big old oops. Give us the juicy details. I think when I was younger, over-delivering for clients who didn't appreciate it. And Mm. that's another thing, right? So you have to know... What you deliver is great if you are good at what you do, but also get paid for your time because you don't go into a restaurant, order everything on the menu and then go, okay, bye. Like, thanks a lot. Like you've got to really be paid for your time. So I think bad decision, doing a lot of free stuff and not getting paid for it. But I think also there's a fine line, right? You have to do free stuff in order to get your name out there. 
So, I yep. mean, it's cat 22. And I think if I was living in this generation again, I would be knocking down corridors, I swear. Because, you know, it's that level of tenacity. You've got to be making calls. You've got to be developing your character. But it's just about, I think, don't take no for an answer. And I think just don't give up. Just don't give up. Yeah, it's good. The, the over, over-delivering, basically doing a bunch of free things, is, is interesting because it's, there's an altruisticness about it where it makes me feel good that I'm productive and that I'm working and that I'm doing things for people. And, and I know of entrepreneurs who have done this where they look up you know two months, two years later, and there's been no sales, no, no revenue, no money. But they feel good about it because they've, they've just been, you know, doing the thing supposedly, but it's like, they just really haven't looked in the mirror to be honest with themselves. They don't, they don't have a business. They have a hobby, which is fine. But if let's call it a hobby or let's call it a business. And so what I'm hearing from you is if you are a business owner here today listening and you're having troubles, you know, charging more it number one, it could be because you're not delivering. <laughs> That's not what Justine's talking about. Uh, yeah, exactly. But make sure you're delivering. Um, so you're delivering. Yeah. But then number two, you you could be doing too much. Your value might be there and you're not just positioning it correctly. Maybe you need a little bit of a sales training really just to help you understand your value and how to present yourself and collect money. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like what Justine's saying, to be able to not only give value, but present in a certain way and then be able to collect as long as you're delivering and over-delivering. I think all these things are good. And as entrepreneurs, we struggle with like, oh, well, but if I, you know, I'll, I'll give them a discount or I'll do it for free or like that's, this is the game that you said you played too long, right? And, and I think that's it. Like, you know, there's a fine line, right? Like there's certain avenues that yes, you do free stuff. But I mean, you've built many incredible sales teams. So you understand this, but I think it's just, it's knowing your value and knowing your worth if you're good at what you do. If you've worked to really get there and you've got like, someone bargaining with you to try and drop your prices or do whatever, maybe it's a blessing. Like, let them go elsewhere. Like, I know in myself the value I deliver. I know what my team can do. So, like, if it comes to dropping value or going down a path that I'm not happy with, I won't do it because everyone needs incentive in life. Like, you have to be incentivized to do your job really well. And I'm not coming from an arrogant place when I say this, but it's your own value in yourself. If you don't feel good, with what you're making after 10 years of being in the game, then you're in the wrong industry. Yeah, so yeah. You're, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong, 100%. What business resource? I, I, I kind of asked you earlier, you know, books and stuff like that, but what what's really touched you as far as a business resource? Maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's a book, something that you've been able to invest in that, that the listeners can go grab. Oh my gosh, there's been so much. Like, I mean, I have read a lot of Ed Milet's books. Like, they were very inspiring. But I will tell you something really interesting that actually touched me in my life. A couple of things. But okay. when I was six, six and a half, seven years old, I heard Nelson Mandela speak at my school. Wow. And then he said, there's no passion to be found in playing, living a life where you live small. It was something around that call. And I remember it and it's always stayed with me. And I think that was one of the things that was like my driving force behind my life because I have been through so much, right? But it's it's the path that we pick. There's also a lady called Stormy Wellington. I'm going to give her a huge shout out. I don't know if you've heard about her. No. She is incredible. She's a force to be reckoned with. You know, I think that she was one of the people on my journey and my path over the last couple of years that really tapped into my soul, I would say, and taught me that you have to work on yourself in terms of your mindset. You've got to be your own biggest fan. And I yeah. think that's one of the most important lessons that I've learned because at the end of the day, when you go to sleep at night, whether you married, whether you, whatever situation you're in, you're still alone. Like we die alone. We come into the world alone. We die alone. So at the end of the day, you have to be a hundred percent in yourself to be able to tackle any circumstances around you. Cause if you're not whole, then you're going to be half wherever you show up. And when you look at it like that, you'll want to put the work into yourself. But that yeah. was one of the things. So, but I mean, I, I'm always listening to podcasts. I'm always, I mean, I have my own podcast. I've, I've spoken to such incredible entrepreneurs. And I think it's just like, find what resonates with you because there's certain things that I've resonated with that may not work for other people. But whatever you're weak in, what I'm going to say is focus on that. So if you're weak in money, 
find every single money book that's highly rated. I mean, there's if you don't like reading, you can listen. There's Audible. Like, that's right. really on excuses. There's the Gathering Kings podcast. I've heard of the guy Charles. He's pretty awesome. You know, there's so many resources out there. It's incredible. Just find what resonates with you. But that's kind of the stuff that stands with me. Yeah. Well, I'll give you a chance here. Let us know the name of your podcast since you've mentioned it here a couple of times. We'll also put it here in the show notes. But what's the name so we can look for it? It's called the Million Dollar Branders Podcast. And I actually interviewed Stormy on there. So she she's going to come up two episodes. You can go check her out. She's really a force to be reckoned with. But I'm all about elevating entrepreneurs who who make their mark. So we might have to do an exchange. Might have to bring hey. some things to the, the Million Dollar Branders podcast. Love that. Love that. I want to ask you a question. You mentioned earlier, you know, that you're a type, you know, and you're after this thing, but that you are feminine and that, you know, you, you're not trying to be king. You're trying to, you're trying to be fully queen. And so what would you, what was your message for women, lady entrepreneurs out there? Maybe there's some listening here today. I'm sure that there are, we have a pretty split audience. And so what's your message to them trying to either a do it on their own, or maybe they're in a home, like maybe my wife, who's maybe not involved in the day-to-day -day business, but she's absolutely queen in our home. What's your message to women who are running things, whether that be the home or whether that be a business? Look, I've got very, very, I'm going to say rigid views on this because I came from a, I'm, I'm a South African woman and in our culture, like, I, well, just me as a person, you know, I, I think that men have such high value in society. Good men. I'm going to really highlight that good men who strive to be better and who strive to be great. I have so much respect because I don't think it's very easy to be a man. I think there's a lot of pressure on you and there's a lot of pressure on women too. I'm not, not like... With both sides, right? And I think in the times that we're living in, it's so crazy. Like I was brought up with very good morals and values and I hold myself in such high regard and character in terms of my integrity and my growth. And as I said, I put a lot of work into myself. So I think as a woman, what I do think is that this whole boss bitch mentality, I think is, is ruining our culture. And I think that you can still be a boss but be feminine and you will stand so highly regarded in your power. Like, I mean, I have so many male clients, but I think what I bring to the table is it's like a lioness, like a very feminine touch, right? But like you yep. can get that way through branding. So you speak to everyone and through entrepreneurship, but it's also staying strong. And I think a good woman will stand behind her man regardless. So, you know, it's about... We bring such a feminine energy to stuff, but like a woman is a woman, a man is a man, like we were built differently. And I think if you are a man listening to this and maybe you are struggling to find a woman that's right for you, wait and don't settle because there are women who really will put you first, but it's about that energy that you tap into. And if you're a woman listening to this, like just stop trying to be a man. Seriously, that's the best advice I can have for you because the end of the day, it's it's not serving you. Like, I don't do, I mean, Chaz, you tell me, do guys want that these days? Do they want the boss bitch mentality woman? This is really interesting now, but I would love to know because I haven't spoken about this before. Yeah, uh, and, and the answer is no. At least not somebody, again, it's all relative to your beliefs. And so I think if we're talking about somebody who is of the same values that you're mentioning, then no, what they, what they want is a soft touch. What Absolutely. they want is a, an encourager. That doesn't mean though, that when I, when I step out of line or when I do something that my wife isn't like direct with me, I love the, the phrase, you know, I'm, I'm the head, but, but the neck turns the head, whichever way she wants. <laughs> I love that. And as funny as that is there, it's a give and a take because there are a lot of things in our, in our own household that are very traditional, but yet Julia is an extremely strong woman. And if she had married somebody who wasn't as dominant as I am, she would probably be running the house because she's that dominant. She's that strong and that capable. Yeah. And so I think, I think to your point, yes, you have women who are, you know, for lack of better terms, trying to be men, trying to, trying to lead and, and be dominant. But I think the problem lies just with as many men who don't know how to lead and don't care to lead and they'd rather play video games. Yeah. And, and so because, because, because they're lazy and stuck and, and, and sitting in front of the couch watching football or whatever, then, then their woman has to. And so as much 
blame as you're saying, hey, ladies, like, don't don't do this. And I understand it and I respect that. And I think that that's the right position. I'm going to say to the fellas, she's doing it because you're not. Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to take charge. Somebody's got to lead. And because you, in essence, wanted to marry your mom and you wanted her to serve you, that's not what that's not what marriage looks like. It's not she doesn't just bring you the sandwich, bro. Yes, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. If if I ask for a sandwich, Julie will make it for me for sure. Cause she knows how to make sandwiches and she loves to do it and she loves to serve me serve me in that way. But but it that's that's not a flippant thing. Like I don't yeah. I don't just expect that. It it is very much a, a back and forth of what it is that our roles are. And so I think if anything, we've just depicted that like, hey, there's kind of like maybe the wrong thing happening on both sides, but it's it's about hey if if you a strong woman were led by an even stronger man then you would probably feel comfortable to be feminine right exactly and i'm not saying there's any like i'm really strong i'm a very strong woman and i have my eye on the prize but i'm also extremely feminine but i think it's just the the blurred lines of where things are at. like i think that's right i think spot on you know like woman wants a man who's going to lead most women most good yeah. women i and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But we are built in a feminine way. Like, I still have my business. I still work. I still do that stuff, right? And I have been in a situation like that. You know, in, in actually in Africa, in the wild, the lioness is the one who gets the food. <laughs> the lion. Actually. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, there's a lot of things we can, we can paint pictures of here. To kind of cap this off here, I was talking with Julie just the other night, actually. This was just literally just this past week. And she was referencing uh, a contact that she has, an acquaintance. and a very dominant woman and she has her own business. Actually, she has a couple of businesses, does very well and her husband doesn't. And so we were talking because my wife, Julie had heard somebody saying a pretty dominant male figure somewhere, somewhere saying, you know, basically that guy that her friend's husband is a piece of nothing. Right. And, and really like coming down hard on him. And she was like, wow, I just, I mean, what if what if she just wants to get after it and and he wants to be at home with the kids? Is that is that a problem? And I was like, well, hold on, let me let me give you a different perspective, which is kind of what we just talked about. I said, if if that woman was married to me, because now she knows me, I said, if if that woman that you know was married to me, do you think that she would would a she wouldn't have to work? So would she? And mm -hmm. Julie's answer was no, she wouldn't. I know actually even though she loves going after it and getting it in her business, what she misses the most is time with her kids. And so, yeah, now that you say it like that, if she was married to somebody like you who took care of business, would she have to? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we could put as much weight on the fellas. That's, that's actually really important. That's why your podcast, I think, is amazing because it's, I just, I want guys to know that there are women out there who want to be led. And it doesn't yeah. matter how successful they are, what they tell you, like you lead and you be a man and you stand up because that's, that's what's right. really missing in society. So if you can go after it, stay fit, stay healthy and be strong as a man, that is such a valuable man in our society now. Yeah, that's right. Stand yeah. Justine, I have one last question here for you. I want to know if you had the opportunity to whisper in the younger Justine's ear, what would you tell that little girl? I would say, I would say you got this. I would literally say you got this. Like, just keep believing. And she already knew not to give up. Like, she already, she already knew that she was onto something from, like, I've, I've always been like a little rebel. You know, it's like putting a, put it, you know, I was just, I was just always a rebel growing up. So I knew that that was a vision for me. But I think I would just say you got this and just keep going no matter what, no matter what people tell you on your path. And I think that's exactly what I would still tell myself now, which is so crazy actually when I think about it. what a great question. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty powerful. And I, I think I would use a very similar phrase. You got this. Justine, number one, you've mentioned your podcast. I want you to tell us your website. How can someone listening today, maybe they need a branding agency to help them uh, grow their business. And if they are the right fit for you and they have those uh, qualifications that you mentioned earlier, how can they find you and how can they start working with you? Or if they're just an entrepreneur, they want to get to know you better, maybe they can find you on the podcast or how else can they find you on social? Sure. So I'm very active on Instagram. You can go, my, my surname's a bit long. Um, Chaz's Bitcoin is in the mail because he said it right. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's just Nim Pogroski underscore official on Instagram. I'm also on threads. Are you on threads, Chad? Oh, yeah. You know it. Perfect. Hello, follow Chad on threads too. We'll be having some banter, I have no doubt. Um, and also I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. Same, all the same, like underscore and hashtag same. And you can also go check out my website, justinepogroskiofficial.com or milliondollarbranders.com. And I've got some exciting new businesses launching, but you can go follow me there. And please send me a DM if there's anything you want to know how I can serve you. And Chaz, thank you so much. It's been such an honor being on your podcast. And thank you for just speaking light into so many through your very smart conversation. So nice talking to someone so intelligent and so driven and grounded and appreciate you. Well, those are very kind words. I received those and we were right back at you. Thank you for being here. The energy that you brought, one, but your intelligence also. I really hope that the listener even goes back and listens because even though some of the things that you shared are maybe what would the listener might consider cliche, they're really, really important. And it's why you and I, even though they might feel cliche, why we yeah. simply talk about it and do them every single day because they actually matter. Yeah. And so uh, you brought what matters today. And so I appreciate that. Blessings to you, uh, your Bye. businesses, everything that you have going on. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Chaz. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight, and nine-figure business owners, is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1,000 kings, specifically who are grateful, but not done. We're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family, and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.